with that being said. <laughs> Decided to make the most. Mic check, mic check. What up, everybody? Welcome to the LOD podcast. My name is Larry Alexander. My name here. is Fusica. Oh, I'm sorry. Were you, were you gonna introduce me? Wow, I was gonna introduce you, but. That's how we do stuff here. Ooh. I mean, you are. Are a household name, so to some people, to some people, I might be. Yeah. Um. So that's Usika, guys. <laughs> and we got Andy, Mr. Andy Q, and we got Lord Heidi. You know. Yo. How's everybody doing? Oh, I, thought, I thought something was wrong. <laughs> Cause they got yeah. silent real quick. It's always weird when there's silence on the podcast. I know, I know. It was a, it was a little drastic, a little drastic, but it was on purpose. Mm-hmm. It really wasn't. Yeah, on purpose. Gotta build it, up. it really, it really wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it really wasn't. It wasn't planned at all. We are doing something different today. All right. Now, LOD is about living our dreams, right? LOD is about living our dreams. Literally. So LOD stands for. Right, and so uh, I got my boy Usika here today because uh, we're gonna go back in time a little bit, and and we're just gonna dive into just Usika's because some of y'all don't know this. Yeah, a lot of y'all know Usika as one of the co-founders of LOD Entertainment and. Uh, a lot of you know him as the host of the Necked Out podcast. There's, there's something that a lot of you don't know, maybe, and that's that Usika is a fire-breathing dragon when it comes to making fire music. Facts. Okay? It's facts. All right. And we got I, hum- I humbly agree. We... we <laughs> And we got we brought evidence today, okay? So this oh, is going to be a fun one. Pull out the receipts. Pull out the receipts. Yeah, Exhibit we got a. some evidence today, and we we're going to mm. dive into it. But before we do that, before we do that, I want to go in on. I, I want to ask you something, Us. Mm-hmm. Uh, because your passion is music. You do the podcast stuff. Um, you do you do other stuff, but your your main passion is music, right? Yeah. How yeah, did correct. that passion where where did that passion start? <clears throat> okay, that? so you guys can credit can credit all of this music that I put out to my older sister because I grew up in a, a siblings one older sibling, one younger sibling. Most of you might actually know uh my younger sibling Who's Edson? It's Sony. It's Sony Bonili. It's Sony. Steezus Jesus. Uh, the dude that's missing like part of his finger because he's yeah. a dumbass. <laughs> he told so, me a shark bit it off, and I believed him. So. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's dumb like that. But that's and I can say that because he's my brother. It's okay. I can talk shit about him. <laughs> but anyway, so um, I shared a room with. Uh, well, not shared a room, but I shared a room with Edson. Not necessarily with my sister, but I would bug my sister all the time. And so Not my older sister, my older sister um, would listen to a lot of like 90s uh, rock, 
like Foo Fighters, Green Day, uh, Jimmy World, System of a Down, a lot of different bands, The Offspring, stuff like that. And so that's where I, I got my, I developed my taste in music, which started out in, in rock music. And I specifically gravitated to Green Day for some reason. I don't know why, but I just did. And so I like many, I was like, what, 12, maybe 13. And uh, I just fell in love with the with their music. And I was one of those kids that's like, yeah, I want to learn to play the guitar and be a rock star and play in the band. And yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like like most teen like most teenagers are. So I convinced my parents to get me a guitar. So they got me a guitar. And then I just kind of taught myself how to play the songs that I heard, which were like a lot of the Green Day songs. And so that's literally where my love for music started was just learning how to play the guitar and just kind of, you know, trying to learn as many Green Day songs as I possibly could. And that's, that's where it started. Do you so still many, know any right now? And yeah. how, many, how many did you learn? Honestly, I'm a little rusty. I did try to remember their most like one of the. Um, do you guys remember the song uh, "American yeah, Idiot"? I remember yeah, that being American. Okay, so that's probably the I, only one I know. To be honest, <laughs> they, they have a lot of. No, you probably know a lot of them. You just don't know the titles of them. Yeah, but yeah. I did the 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 album that that song came out of, which is also titled "American Idiot." Yeah. I think I learned about ninety percent of that album. Sure. So I got wow. pretty close. Just so, by like listening, or did you like look at the chords and stuff? So I, I listened, but I also, so I don't know how to read music in the classical sense, you know, with the little, yeah. the, the lines and the circles. And yeah. I don't know how to read music that way. I learned how to read music by um, looking at these things called tabs. tabs. Mm-hmm. Basically, like, it's like on a grid and it shows you, it shows you the number. Like and on 911 exactly. tabs? Yeah, or ultimate guitar. Ultimate guitar? Throwback. Sorry. Throwback. <laughs> so... That's how I learned how to play. If you know, how to play most of them. If you know, you know. If you know, you know for real. That's dope. <laughs> Yo, um, okay. So what was rock your main like genre? Like your main like the main genre you would listen to? Oh yeah. I I consider myself uh a little a little rocker boy. You still are at heart. Boy. I yep. I still definitely am. Did um, you ever have a no, I did. I did, but only when I was oh. 18. My mom didn't let me. She's like, you're not rocking that fucking mohawk until you're 18. Excuse but it, me. It wasn't like a crazy mohawk. It was no. It was like it, a soccer not, player, Cristiano Ronaldo yeah, looking it, mohawk. Neymar. No, no. It but, see, but see, Neymar's mohawk is like kind of droopy. Yeah. Mine yeah. wasn't. I had it like spiked up, but it also yeah. wasn't like necked out like. You know the guys that w- that yeah, have nah, all the crazy ass. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't like that a either. rocker. Rockers. Yeah, we should have yeah. told you, bro. You, you have to wait till you're 18. This man was like 12, oh, rocking oh a This man was oh, a rebel. Really? It was nasty. So that's why he wears beanies all the time now, huh? Yeah. Like no, you can't. Have no. <laughs> but yeah, so like I'm um, obviously well. For those of you who didn't know me, I I'm very much into rock music. That was my first love, and I think I thought you were like like hip-hop type like i feel like you didn't listen to rock i feel like you listened to like 90s early 2000s hip-hop to be honest no to be honest i didn't get into hip-hop until like high school like late high school i would mm-hmm. i didn't I like it i really didn't like it as a genre <laughs> oh don't remind me girl damn that shit was a long ass uh i graduated 2010 class of 2000 yeah so i'm old i'm i'm gonna be 29 this year i was seven <laughs> exactly 
<laughs> I'm that old. But that you know what? I don't look like I'm 29. You because don't. I drink, you don't. Because I drink water. And water is a solution. Come to the youth. Starbucks. <laughs> Out of a Starbucks cup. Yeah. This isn't water. It's something else. But. Drinking the most, like, colored he said something that i drink water red goes out like food coloring unhealthy Not, this That's is that actually, hot orange looking color <laughs> <laughs> this is actually um it looks like like no it's watermelon it does look juice. like chamoy <laughs> is it is it watermelon it's, juice? it's watermelon juice Interesting. But when yeah, you, put, like, you guys can't see that no, i don't want i don't want right? to spill it oh i see <laughs> all right yeah, um, juice. Sorry, so we got off topic wait hold on hold on hold on Larry, you mm-hmm. mentioned that you know Usaga because we we don't really know him like that. Like we don't right. know. I want to say like I don't. Yeah. Anyways, so how did you guys meet? Yeah. Because it's like I want to get to that. Story. I want to know if you guys <laughs> met through like church or like a yeah yeah. Okay. So let you, me tell the story. You're telling the story. I'll tell part. I'll tell the intro and then right, you can take go over. Go ahead. I'll, I'll add so, I'll add live. Okay. All right. So me and Larry met on Tinder, Skirt. right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was that was grinder. Oh, <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! Yeah, Christian mingle, Christian mingle. It was, Christian no, mingle. Yo, it, was it was plenty of fish. Damn, <laughs> P.O.F. No, I'm kidding. No, Larry, hey, you yo. can tell the story. I'm just, no, no, I'm no, just no. messing around. Oh my gosh! Right, so. Look, Larry, don't get shy, baby girl. Damn. Then I see you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm messing with you, Larry. So, Larry, this is a bad idea bringing me on, bro. Because yeah, yeah. So this minute, was the LOD podcast, guys. One minute, shit, one minute, I'm, I'm, one minute, I'm nice and tame, and then the next minute, I'm back to neck yeah. out podcast mode. Nah, I'm sorry. you tripping. That's why you got Larry to keep you in check. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's hard though. It's hard it's to cool. keep this man in check. Yeah. All right, so but go ahead, Larry. Tell <laughs> let me story. tell the story. So <laughs> I honestly don't know how old you were, Us, uh, but you're 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 29. I'm 27. So you're two yeah. years older than me well i'm gonna be 29 this year i'm 28 right now so i'm one year older than you when do you turn when do you turn in turn, december i turn 29 this year in august oh okay yeah so like yeah. a year and a half yeah anyways so uh i met usika playing soccer hey so we played in this like little little club this wannabe club. It, was, it wasn't a club club, okay? I just met up on. I just met up on a certain day. It was just Cascari. Yeah. No, no. Nah, nah, it it was Cascari like <laughs> they legit. They legit had like different age groups. You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah, you yeah you like oh. with, with the carnets. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. You would like you would like go you know and and uh, you know just move up the ranks as you That's got older. Crazy. So. I started playing. I started playing in this particular. I was playing in another team at first, but then that team just would just keep getting smacked, and so I was like, and then that was like my first year. But after a year, I was like, yo, I'm actually like getting better. Like I'm way better than you know after playing a year, and so then I like tried to find a better team, and I found this team, which was not the best team on in the league for sure. Please tell me the name. But it was it was better. Oh, the name. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you the name. The name was U de Sal. U de Sal, which which was Universidad de Salt. <laughs> what? It was what I don't I don't was know if this was exactly Usica, but I think it was Union Deportiva Salvadoreña or something. I think like, that's that sounds like, like that. something Don Rigo would make. <laughs> 
<laughs> Shout out Don Rigo. Shout out Hey, hey, real talk. I hope that man is still alive and well. To be honest, yeah, he was, like, he was dope. He was dope. You know, because he's a, he's a, he's he was an older cat back then. So, ten, he oh, imagined, he was mad old. Yeah, imagine he's it's ten years later, like almost mm-hmm. almost ten years later. So, yeah, I'm hoping that him and his wife they're they're still alive and well. Yeah. Um, real talk. But he was the president, Don Rigo, that was the president of the club. That's what we're talking about. Um, and so <laughs> uh, I was playing for the third division when I first met uh, uh, Usika, right? Because I was younger. Usika was in the second division. Oh, yeah. And and let me just say, like, your boy, I wasn't like the best player by far. Like there's, we had some really pretty good, some pretty good players, but yeah. I was, I was definitely one of the better players in the third division team to the point where I was able to play for the second division. So I'd play for the third division first and then I'd, I'd play the same Saturday. I'd go and I'd play with the second division. So Larry would play like two, would play games, two games back to back. I'd play two games for sure. Back to back, uh, every Saturday morning. That's so, tough. <clears throat> so it was fun, bro. I loved it. Um, so I would play with Usika, and Usika came in a little later. I was already there, and then uh, someone brought Usika. Um, but Usika was like our best defender. Like, let me tell you about Us in soccer real quick. Usika, you're not going through Usika. Although, even though that's debatable because we would get smacked <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> well, hey, but when it's one person against three true. strikers, what are you going to do? That's true. Uh, Usaga, you were the captain at some point too, right? Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah. I think, and not to brag here, but I think I've been a captain on every team that I've played on. Hey. And played yeah, play, I played center back. I played last man, but yeah. all the way in the back. Last man, bro. And so, Solid yeah, when I, play, when, I played, when I played defense, you were either going to get pushed off to the ground. Like you weren't, you, I rarely got knocked over, to be honest. Um, or I, and I wasn't always the quickest, but I was like, when you're that far back into the field, you see the entire play going on. So you see who's coming on your right, who's coming on your left and you're calling people to move that way, move that way. So you have the advantage of being able to predict where a player is going to go. And that's what I started to develop as I got better was being able to anticipate the play because I knew that I wasn't fast. I wasn't the fastest person on the field. So I knew that I had to be smart yep. in my placement on the field. And, and truth so is, how, mm-hmm. truth is, it didn't matter. Like if you were a good, that good of a player, it didn't matter if, if players were much faster than you. Yeah. If you knew how to time it right and all that, nobody yeah. was going to get past you. Like, yeah. That's facts. Yeah. All right. So I got to play. I was, I was for most of the, for most of our games, I was either Usuka's left back or right back. So, yeah. so Usuka and I, like, and you know. So, Usuka must have been like, this dude don't do nothing right. <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> no. I, was, I, I gotta, gotta say, I held my own. On Larry, for, for him being a, sh- a shorter player, he didn't get tossed around. Oh, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. And the reason, the reason is because early on, as soon as I was good enough, like, to play, uh, to play to compete at a competitive level, my my cousins who were playing in adult leagues they threw a ball at you. No, they joined. They they, <laughs> they had me join their adult league, 
So I was playing with adults at like 14, you know, in adult leagues. And so wow. uh, I learned how to like use my body in a way where no grown man was going to toss me around. Like, yeah. you know, so, so you, you just, you just learn how to use your body, how to use your strength, Yeah, you know? So anyways, that's how Usika and I met. And Usika has always been a very humble, chill guy. Like he, he's, he was a very vocal in, on the field and all that. And at and at time at Maybe times he was the captain, captain energy. Yeah, yeah. But at times it would you know he he like joke around and stuff. But he was definitely not one of the like you correct me if I'm wrong, Oops, but you weren't one of the like very out there popular type of guy. You just got along with everybody. You were just chill, yeah. like mad chill. Yeah, I was like. I mean, I I feel like I was the kind of person that everybody kind of everybody knew. Yeah, um, likable. Yeah, I just got along with everybody. I wasn't like a everybody dick to anybody. knew you, but like they didn't know you know you. Yeah, they it's just knew like, oh yeah, that's Usuko, or like in that time, yeah, oh that's Heldon. You know, like he's oh. cool or whatever. Yeah. He's we. I gotta we, just keep to my own and whatnot. Some of us would call him Pique. Oh, <laughs> you remember that? Yeah, that's because we we were like we're so most of us were Barcelona fans, and during that time Barcelona was just whooping, bro. Like they were dominating. So and we had we had shout out. I want to get Johnny on one time. Oh, that was shout out to shout out to Johnny. But Johnny, just real quick, I'm sorry. We'll we'll get out of the soccer stuff here (laughs) soon. But uh, Johnny was a really good. he was a really good like attacker, offensive player. He was Catracho. a lefty. He's a catracho, yeah. He was a lefty, and he like, bro, like he played like he he played like a little a little bootleg Messi, like <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Sunday Look. Sunday League Messi, bro. and th- and that's a compliment. That's a compliment. I insult him and compliment. No. <laughs> yeah, it's a compliment. Yeah, that's a compliment. You know, bootleg Messi. Because Messi, Messi, some yeah. of it, he's arguably the goat, like. You know, arguably, arguably, yeah. Arguably. To me, he's the goat. But, anyways, um, so he, you know, Johnny for us, Johnny was like the messy, you know. Yeah. So like, like, uh, Heldon he was, was like the pique, you know. And I, I, my favorite player, what? my favorite player what? was Danny Alves. So I was like oh. Danny Alves. I was Danny <laughs> Alves on that right back, you know. Let's go. Okay, I okay. even, I even wore uh number twenty because that was his first. That was, I think that was his first number when he first mm-hmm. joined. So that I, that was my jersey from that point forward. Wow. So, <clears throat> anyway, so we just had a lot of fun playing soccer. So that's how I met Usaka. Usaka and I, during that time, we weren't like super close. We were cool with each other. Like, yeah. you know, because we're both, we're both the same way where we get along with everybody. Yeah. And, you know, we'll be cool with everybody. Yo, Usika's dad would be hilarious, bro. Oh, man. That man was one of the most vocal parents out there, bro. Like, and, <laughs> <laughs> and he's Salvadorian, straight Salvi, bro. True. So you know those Salvadorian men's. Mm, that's you true. Can't shut him up. Yep. So then, fast forward. So that's that was us, right? We we're playing soccer. Uh, after we stopped playing in the team, uh, we lost contact. We just stayed connected on social media, yeah. and then. Us, I think what it, what happened was in in 2013 or 2014, I was at RLA 
Mm-hmm. And I posted that we were gonna do a little social night, which, which, uh, if you're wondering what that was, that was just pretty much it was it was kind of like a talent show, like in a way. It was an event. Yeah, it was an event where we got different artists, local artists, like to come and and perform. Like there's a dancer, there was a there's a uh, a couple of, like reggaetoneros. Shout out to Levi La Explosion. Uh, <laughs> Uh, there was a you know i i performed i that was my first that was the night that i performed for the first time ever in front of people um and then and then so usika saw me post something about it and he was like he was like yo let me like let me dj like let me come dj or something like that right and so at that time i had seen that usika was like doing stuff with music but we weren't connected like that so this man hits me up and I was like, bro, come through, like, come through, like, no question, come. And that man okay, came let, through. Okay, let me say something real quick. All right, go, go. So when I made that comment on that post, You're I'm going to be upfront and real about it. He was just playing. <laughs> I was. It's not that I was playing, but I was just, honestly, I just commented just to see what would happen. Mm. And I'm glad I did because... Because obviously now, like I've met Larry, I've created a relationship with Larry. With oh, are you good, dying? bro? He's dying. Oh no! Hey, are you good, dog? Bob the tomato. What? <laughs> Stop. He looked like ah. <laughs> Nah, I was honestly I was just drinking water and it just went the wrong down the wrong pipe. There. <clears throat> you good? Can right, I continue? My bad. Yeah, go. <laughs> so that comment that I posted was kind of just like, oh, let me just comment and just see what happens. I honestly didn't think that Larry was going to respond the way he did. And yeah. so I saw that Larry got excited and I was like, oh, damn, he got excited. <laughs> and so but, but then I was like, you know what? Let me let me just go and meet up, you know, because you never know. Right. So I went. Yeah. I met up with um, I met up with uh, Larry that's where I met Ben and Abby and Germs for the first time. And like, that's where literally like it was one of the best decisions I've made in my life because hmm. of the relationships Why? that I cultivated with, with Larry. Like, obviously I already knew Larry, but I became closer to Larry. I knew I got to know Germs, Ben and Abby, and I, I got closer to all three of them. I got closer to Beast. I, well, I, hmm. I met him. And then I started to get close to him. And so, like, it was just something that just by chance, it happened. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. And yeah, so then that's how it took us through the whole RLA thing. <clears throat> and I started yeah. and, to DJ more often at RLA. And then, you know, yeah. now we're here. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and just so you know, just for those of you wondering what RLA was, RLA was, <clears throat> or RLA is. RLA the movement. It was. RLA, RLA movement during that time. RLA movement was uh, a little, like a. A church that uh, uh, Ben Ben and Abby would pastor. Um, <clears throat> it's still around, but now it's led by somebody else and and all that. <clears throat> but uh, during that time, it, w- it was dope, man. Like uh, so, Usika started DJing for us. So instead of like playing like you know just walking music, it would be Usika oh, DJing. So, so it'd be Usika DJing before service. Um, during even, even during service, right? During transitions, yep. it was a DJ, you know, after service, it was a DJ and it was Usuka. <clears throat> and so he was hanging out and all that. And we we're just building a friendship. 
at the same time, this man is producing, right? You're, so you're already producing, and you're and you're mainly you were mainly producing EDM, or were you, or did you first start with with hip hop? So I first started like way back when I got into production. Mm-hmm. Well, let me actually like go back go even back in further. time. So the way I got into production was because. As I told you guys, I played guitar. And so during high school, I was actually asked to join a band. But the thing is, they already had two guitar players and they're just like, hey, can you play the bass? And at that point, I had already been playing guitar for like, I want to say like th- four years. So mm-hmm. I knew how to move my hands across the fretboard on the guitar, on, on the mm-hmm. neck, right? But I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, so you guys want me to play the bass? Okay, that should be easy because it's the same notes. It's just less strings. Hmm. So I was able to just transfer over to the bass and play in the band. So we competed in the Battle of the Bands contest. And no we got way. And we actually, we ended, we uh, performed at the, the Greek theater. You in, ended uh, up in what place? So we got second place. No what? way, dog. So trip out, trip out. Yo, One of the I did not things. know this. I don't know really? I never said this. I didn't know this. Okay. Well, they and so then trip out. So what we so we had um, the music director for for my high school. Shout out to John Marshall High School. Mm. They um, the music teacher, her husband was uh, an engineer at Capitol Records. Mm. So that's how we were able to get like all these like we were able to get pretty supposedly famous judges, one of which was actually flee from the red hot chili peppers what so he was there and what was even cool was that all the judges while the other bands were playing they were taking notes and being like oh the drums the drummer's cool like i like their vibe and blah blah and so i have that paper i don't know where it is but i still have it of all the judges notes and then flea said something cool about like me playing the bass and i was like i was in heaven but anyway so that was like so so the prize for the sec- for the first and second place winners were we were able to record an original song at Capitol Records Studio. Mm-hmm. What? So that, was my, that was my first time going into a professional studio. And that is where I like that is where solidified my love for music. And that's where I decided, hey, I'm going to just I'm going to pursue music in one way or another. Maybe not in the band, but mm. it, I want to. I want to do something with music. Create, yeah. And then, how old were you? How old? I was. I was a junior at the time. Okay, I was sixteen, seventeen. Yeah, so I was like sixteen, and so. so Oh, we gonna get into it. We finna get into it. Oh, but the um. So one of the other things that happened was, just out of curiosity, during my time in high school. Was that I started to like listen to all this. I started to become exposed to like different kinds of music. Yeah. And then just out of curiosity, I I, I started to wonder, you know, how do these how do these songs get made? What what do you have to do to make these songs? And so I just looked up on Google like music making software. And the first program that popped up was FL Studio. Yeah. And so I downloaded that and then I started to learn the program and I started to learn about production and I started going on YouTube and looking up all these tutorials and learning how to create and produce these things. So during high school is when I actually started getting into 
the production side of stuff. And then I just kept doing it and kept doing it. That's crazy. Yo, I, I, uh, <clears throat> I actually started messing with music uh, on FL Studio as well. I don't know if I oh, ever told you that. Yeah, it's just easy. It's a very like yeah. user friendly, and it was free. Program. Like it, it yeah. had like a little free version. That yeah, you they have a try. free version. So yeah, so that's that's what I started out on, and I still use FL Studio to this day. So yeah. but he's for those of you that want to talk smack, what about GarageBand? No. Nah. Oh nah. <laughs> I love GarageBand. <laughs> and your FL Studio can do, and but here's the thing: if anybody's listening and they're specifically a music producer, don't worry about the type of program that you use, Mm-mm. because essentially every program does the same exact thing. It's just yeah. that some programs have different ways of doing that thing. Yeah. You just have to figure it out. So they yeah. all do the same thing, except so GarageBand. <laughs> except GarageBand. GarageBand yeah. is very like it's it's a it's a very introductory very, program. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But they all essentially do the same thing. I was just trying to relate. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not talking no, no. It's because y'all lowball called me a noob. Like, like, that was Larry. Like lowball. No, you're the one that said it was introductory. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> Heidi, Heidi, do you know how to use logic? What is that? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Uh, hold on. We're going to have to pause here real quick. Yeah. <laughs> because. Because I wish you would have at least tied it to like logic, like literal, literal logic. What do you mean? I thought he was talking about like one eight hundred, like the guy logic. Like I was like, but then I really was talking about like, like, like software type. Yeah, yeah. I know what it is. That came out wrong. I'm so sorry. Logic is like the pro version. Logic. Logic. <laughs> I just Man. just hitting me. I was I was condescending that sounded. I'm sorry. That's funny. That's funny. That's funny. I did not mean to do that. Okay, hold on. So I want you so that when we start recording, I want to clear that up because I don't want it to sound like I was calling her dumb. I was not calling her dumb. No, no, you I can call you dumb though. Yeah. So yeah, logic dumb, logic I is I am actually lo- not dumb, but I do no, like logic. I, I don't have common sense. <clears throat> So, okay, so alrighty. So logic, uh, real quick, logic is the pro version of like GarageBand. It's pretty much. Yeah. So I wasn't trying to say that you're that you don't use logic. I use GarageBand the- on the school iPads. How you expect me to <laughs> use oh my logic? Like oh they give us little iPads and they go make a beat. My English teacher was a DJ, go so it was like, like that's all we would do in class. No English, just beats. No English, just beats. So I wanna. I wanna, I wanna listen to that one song, the the one he's, or actually your very early work, because I feel like it's bad. Oh, right? no, it's, it's terrible, of course. Uh, you're yeah. you're never gonna hear it. I'm never gonna play it for anybody. I have no it. Way. I have some of it, but yeah, but no one's getting the hand. Yeah. Not even for Jesus. We're gonna break it to his house. Yeah. But you know what? But you know what? Jesus already has everything he needs from me. He already has my records, my files. So when I get to the pearly gates. He's probably gonna be bumping that. And he's That's the like, intro music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> <laughs> no, you're dumb. Jesus is gonna be at the pearly gates, like, really, bro? This, this is what you hate? <laughs> this, this you? This you? Oh, cut yeah. it. Yeah. On the heart. On the heart. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> They're doing a live performance of it. Yo. <laughs> so real quick. All right. Let Let's. let's so. You broke down how you started, right? How yeah. you got into the whole uh, music production stuff. So then, okay, so then 
uh, I don't know. I don't think you said this. So you did you start with hip hop? Did you start so producing hip hop or EDM? Yeah. So it was it was kind of like a mix of two. Okay. It wasn't necessarily dance music per se. It was some kind of like weird infusion of both. I don't okay. even know how to describe, but it was okay. just yeah. It was just weird. All right. Yeah, it was, it was just the, weird. It was the Usaka sound. Right? Uh, kind of, I guess. <clears throat> At the time, if you want to say that. How? How? Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Not, I don't think I've ever asked you this. How? Uh, how early in your music production career did you uh, get the name Usaka? Oh yeah, where did the, does it come from? Like mu- musica. <laughs> Yeah. yeah it's it's not very complicated i knew that but where like why not remove from logic it? shut up <laughs> so, like, <laughs> why not just use like who's like music, Did Usika just just music i don't know because you know people, what no because people say usika but it's not yeah. usika it's usika right well it depends because if you're a spanish speaker then you do say it usika but if you if you're an english speaker you could say usika but do you introduce super. yeah do you have one of those no like, i don't have your, one of those what's your little thing i don't have a tag like a like a little vocal like dj intro yeah. stuff because i didn't uh I, this is gonna sound like kind of mean but i always thought those things were cheesy like when oh, people you could have do like, like Pharrell, like Pharrell Alex, do, 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 do. but like Pharrell has like the dun, like the dun, repeated dun, dun, beat. Dun, dun. In the hey. That's true. He has a signature sound, yep. but the thing is, yeah. it's an actual <laughs> sound. It's not How'd him y'all... actually introducing himself as like, "Yo, this is Pharrell." When did y'all discover that? They're having a problem. These with kids it. are smart, bro. These kids are smart. You gotta. <laughs> did give I credit, teach y'all bro. that? Did I no. teach y'all that? Stop nope. lying. I told y'all that. <laughs> no, you did I not. I did, huh, Andy? I did. I saw, you told me that. You told I, saw me that. On, I saw it on TikTok. Oh, so no, I saw not. it on TikTok. No, you did not. Yes, I did. I saw it on TikTok. I sent it to Andy. Prove Anyways, no. And yo, real quick. Uh, I believe you, Heidi. I believe you. I'm messing with you. But real quick, Usika, do you feel... I've never asked you this. And I don't think... I don't, I don't know. I feel like you don't have this. But maybe you do. And I just haven't noticed it. Mm-hmm. But do you have something that is that you feel this is this is this identifies me like you know this is me maybe maybe it's not in hip hop maybe it's just in your EDM like which I think it there is right you do the whole growl thing um kind of like if I had to describe my music growl? in in a word it would be um I guess disturbing in a sense Oh. Disturbing but interesting because uh this is specifically EDM. I'm the EDM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, we're not talking about like hip hop or R and B or other stuff like that. Um so I like early on I was attracted to more uh ba- like bass music producers, like I'm sure you guys have maybe you guys have heard of Knife Party. Um Yeah. Who else? Yeah, yeah. yeah so just yeah. pretend like you've heard of them, okay? Just <laughs> nod your head. I love them. There you go. See, so I sure you already know. So um, I just uh, I I kind of created this little principle that I lived by when I was making music. I never used the same sound twice. Mm. So my music ended up becoming so weird and like you couldn't differentiate one song from another one because there was kind of like no real connection between any of them because I did that on purpose to not sound the same because I had this belief that 
a lot of artists or a lot of producers at that time, they found a, like a sound that works for them. And, and then they just they just stuck they just stuck to that and they mm. put themselves in the box and they never did anything Shout out else. Mustard. Yeah, so and I didn't like that. You know, I'm like, that's boring, that's lame, that's lazy. Like I can pick out um certain parts of a DJ Snake song and tell you exactly where he used that in another song. And to me that's lazy. Mm. And and DJ Snake is DJ Snake, you know, like <clears throat> do you do you yeah, still feel that I way? I still feel that way. Um so I don't like just in the EDM world, in or EDM, just, or yeah, because in, in in that world you okay. you have the luxury of being able to play yeah. with sound design more because EDM is not necessarily mm-hmm. founded on vocals very much. Okay. You know, it's all about what what yeah. the actual instrumental sounds like. So you have to make up for that in your sound design in the way you present the actual product. It has to be interesting without vocals. So you have more yeah, yeah. Uh, more space to be creative with as opposed to like pop music where we all know it's about the singer. So you have to create music right. that is a little bit more subtle. Yeah, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I don't think people That's have right. I don't think the people have heard you nerd out on music <laughs> like this. I think this is the first time people are gonna hear you nerd out on music. <laughs> I wanna I wanna hear some Let's play some stuff. Let's play some stuff. Yeah. All right. Let's let's go into it. I've only ever heard like the Gonza stuff. That's about it. I've never heard the EDM stuff. Well, should okay. Are we gonna play? Are we we gonna play it? Let's play one EDM track, bro. If you want, Larry, start picking out the first one, and then I'll I'll tell you the one that you can play. It's crazy. I saw. I don't know who. Somebody reposted it that you got like noticed by someone. I've, uh depends. I've been those for back like a people. like a famous like they used their song on their story yeah. or something like that. Like they posted. Oh, I think that was Zed. That was Zed. Oh, Zed. Zed. Yeah, that was Zed. <clears throat> no big deal. It's just the homie, you know. Zed. Zed. Ain't no big bang. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> they DM'd and yeah, everything. Yeah, it was cool. Was you cool. Know, that's my boy. Yeah. If they had you do an EDM festival, would you go? Of course. I definitely will. I've done <laughs> one, which was EDC. Which was a couple years ago. Well, that was like 2004. He says, he says, like he says hold on, hold on. He said that like it's whatever. It was EDC. EDC is the biggest. It's, that's like Coachella of like that type of. It's the biggest. EDM so the festival. thing is, I didn't actually like. I didn't. I didn't perform on like a big, big stage. It was like on like a smaller one. But uh, mm. it's funny. One of the people that actually has been a big supporter of mine. I'll actually have him on the podcast soon. I'll talk. We'll talk hey. about them later, but um, yeah. So that that was EDC. EDC was cool. That's another story that I could tell. It was it was a trip. Um, but let me see which one of these I can play that won't scare people. <laughs> uh, I mean, you could play like the most recent one that that I put up, Larry. Um, Are you on Spotify? Yo. <clears throat> yeah. Can we play the one that I was? Okay. Play yeah. You yeah. About? Yeah. Yeah. What's the name of that one? Wait, of which one? The one that the one that I was recently when we were still like rooming oh, together. Oh, uh, sauce. And I was like, I was like, I think that's yeah, the that's one. The, that is the one. <laughs> Yo, so check this out. This man, I'm not a big EDM fan. All right, I'm just gonna be real. I, I'm not a big fan. Me neither. I am. But I've had the luxury of living with Usuka and just seeing this man work and do his thing, right? Um, <clears throat> but anyways, this man, when he was 
making this song that I'm about to play, yo, I was like, yo, this is this is it right here. Like, this thing is dope. So, yeah, I was rocking with this. I couldn't wait for him to, like, release it. But let me play it real quick. Run that. Let me see. Make sure it don't come in hot. Isn't it? So immediately you could tell it's kind of like creepy, like has a very like dark vibe to it. Young Usika. Fire. Hold on. I need to run that back. <laughs> so Yo, I had you, as you that. could tell as you could tell there's a lot going on there um yeah that's that's really but good but i like it's, it it's, it's like, it's like chaotic that. but i love it it's i think that's a perfect way to describe it it's it's chaotic but it's controlled like mm-hmm. everything that you hear in there it has chaos. a purpose like there's a reason for every sound being in the place that it is no and that's what i feel like chaos. yeah and so i feel like a lot of people don't understand that oh um because it's not just like I go on the computer and then just throw whatever sounds, you know, I can come up with and put them yeah, together. Garage Everything. Like, <laughs> so, yeah. GarageBand, you probably can't do that on GarageBand, but so that's one. That's like one of the ones yeah. that I think Barry really enjoys. Um, yeah. Did you listen, like, what are your like EDM like inspirations, if you have any? Ooh, um, that's a good question. <laughs> when I first started out, it was definitely uh, artists that I'm sure you guys have heard of, like Avicii. R.I.P. Um, Avicii. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of the Swedish House Mafia. Oh, yes. Yeah, so they, because they were big, like, at that time, they really helped. No, I for real um, know who they are. I swear. <laughs> oh, for real? Okay. I swear, no, I know still. who they are. Um, what about Afrojack? Yeah. yeah. I know Afrojack. Okay, so, like, those oh, are names. That, this is all him music. So, <laughs> so those artists are very much, uh, they were huge in, you know, the underground rave music scene but they were so <clears throat> popular that they ended up crossing over mm. so that's why you have artists like zed um this other artist named kaigo there's a lot of music artists that were only able to cross over because of those bigger artists before them so i looked up to a lot of those artists because um i was just brand new to the whole to the music environment and i just really appreciated what they were doing and so those were my like first initial you know mm artists that i looked up to now i don't really have people that i look up to um i don't want to sound like mm-hmm. condescending or anything Looks but it's up just to himself no it's just i don't know i think everybody's just cool i don't have one specific person that i'm like oh god yeah. this this guy's the god you're, of you're inspired basement. by everybody yeah yeah exactly, all, right, exactly. All, all music all right well look i, I want to I want to go in and quickly play play some other tracks just to get give an idea to people give give the people an idea of <laughs> I was like yo that's that didn't sound right, right. <laughs> that didn't sound right. <laughs> um 
It's okay. Take by, step by step. It's okay. Yeah, thank you. Don't mess up. It's okay. Appreciate it. <laughs> I want I want people to 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 get an idea of of your sound of your but of of the fact that you're very versatile. Like you you're you can play you can like produce so many different genres and produce at a high level. And so I want to get into uh. I, I want you to break down your journey and where you're at and where you want to go and what that time frame looks like for you and what it's what it has looked like for you, you know, because I think one thing when I when when I think about Usika, I think about perseverance. I think mm-hmm. about consistency. Um, I think about consistency at a high level. Uh, and by consistency, I don't mean like a couple of months straight. I mean, years of yeah. just going in day after day after day after day so uh i want to get into that but i want people to kind of get a a feel and and kind of like you know i feel like some people when they they might be hearing all these things that we're we're talking about and then be like well i've never heard it so what if like oh sick i ain't even real like that you know Mm -hmm. so i want them to first see or like i'm not into edm yeah i want them to see yo Mm -hmm. usika is real I got some for everybody. Yeah, so we're gonna start with our Latino. Well, I don't know. This was more hey. of a dancey one. Which was this one, uh, Larry? This one is uh, "Gotta Have That Girl." Ooh, okay. Period. Let's start okay. with that. So before before you start, let, let me give some background on this. All song. right, Look, give this a little song, quick I, background. This if, real quick. This song, I was, I am. This is one of the songs I'm the most proud of because. It's 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 just fun. Like you cannot not dance to the song when it comes yeah. on. Yeah. And fun fact, the bass line that you hear in the actual song is actually me playing the bass line. Mm. So the bass guitar is actually me. So whenever I can, I try to incorporate live instruments yeah. into my production. So in this case, you know, that bass guitar is the one that really drives, mm. you know, the rest of the song. Is there, is there a time difference like from the EDM versus like this song? Like how like how far apart are they? As in, like, oh yeah, like, like being released. So, uh, oh, being released, uh, or like made. Well, ooh, so you're, I, you're, I you're, uh-huh. yeah. Sorry, let me. Uh, I'll, I'll I know, I know what Heidi's trying to say. Yeah. So, Usika is has been doing EDM and is still doing EDM. So <laughs> this beat, this track that I just played, that EDM track, Usika, you released what the, late last year. Uh yeah, late last right. Year. So so yeah. he's been doing that. So I don't know if you're asking. Are you asking like from the beginning, from when is when Usika started producing to to oh. when this was released? Yeah. Usika so yeah, that's a, there's a big difference between yeah. like time difference between that Years. because I didn't start. Yeah, I didn't start making like pop music, uh, R and B, hip hop stuff um, until like maybe. Three four years ago, when we were still at uh, Ben's studio in in Whittier, um, because I had to learn how to be more versatile. At that point, I was still just making house music. I kind of knew how to make like hip hop well, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Because you, we had you had done some tracks for me that were pretty yeah. good. I would but say, I had, but I wasn't doing it on a consistent basis right. up until yeah. I started working at the studio. So then during that time is when this track was born yeah so this so. is 2018 okay yeah, yeah that's what i was asking okay yeah and when did you start Oos? what around what year would you say producing like just start like Damn. the first time started, you grabbed fl studio 
I want to say I I started in I graduated 2007, like close to 2009, maybe 2008 okay. is when I first started messing Ooh, with it. I would so say 2009. Okay. 2000. It was like nine to ten years later. Yeah, pretty much. Boom. Twelve years. Okay, so here it goes. That little guitar thing is also me. So many girls out in the world that I'm like, damn, too much for sports. What do I do? I'm not too sure. I guess I gotta wait till I meet the right girl. Hey. I know when I feel it inside. My mama didn't tell me to feel like butterflies. That baseline, y'all. To the wise, but that's gotta be some silly lie, right? No way that this feeling is true. I cannot wait for superstition to fall through. Then what's a guy like me to do? Whatever it is, it ain't waiting on you. Comes a drop. Then butterflies feel like an earthquake. There she goes, a beautiful This is where the music video goes into like slow motion. Produced by Usika, y'all. Period. Yeah, so so that one was dope. Um, it's cool. It's just a fun pop track. Yeah. Um, it's just yeah, it's a very feel good, feel feel yeah. good track, which I, uh, people don't realize is actually harder. Uh, making pop music is actually the hardest thing I've ever had to do, because if you come from a background of producing detailed, uh, very tedious music, um, pop music is the exact opposite. It's less, you have to take out so many different elements and instruments and it has to be very basic because there has to be room for the singer. Mm. And that's something that took me a, like a while mm. to get down. So that, so transitioning from producing house music and EDM to, to pop music was, was kind of a struggle, but then I, you know, I ended up getting it. So, yo, what's the name of the, of the song of the last song that Evie made? Um, I think it's called Otra Noche. Okay. So this was just released a few weeks ago, right? Yeah. A couple Here weeks ago. I'd say like close to a month ago. Okay. So this is this is recent, okay? This is For another... all my reggaeton lovers. Yeah. And shout out to Evie and Jerry, man. They, yeah, they, they killed, they, they killed it. it. We, we're going to have them on soon. But yeah. let, let, let me play this track because this is another track that's fire. I'm going to play a couple of tracks that, that... A couple more tracks that are fire. And then we're going to go into... Uh, I want to go into like just my my experience working with Oos. Yeah. Um. But here we go. Hey. Tú me ignoras siempre que te vas Produced by Usica Por tu manera de ser Me enloquece pero quiero otra vez Tu cuerpo lo pide también Mami quiero otra noche Those textures, man. Some of that percussion. 
Dime que tengo que hacer para que yo te haga mi mujer. Produced yeah, by so, Usuka, yeah. so that that one was fun because um they're all fun to be honest. But um I just love doing Spanish music now. Like it's dope, it's sexy, it's I mean it's obviously in right now, everyone wants to be doing it. But when you do it with the right people, it's just it's just fun. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. And and real quick, like because some something that that people like I don't I don't I don't know I hope I hope this is cool with saying this but just your 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 uh level of investment in Evie as an artist yeah. was beyond just making the beat yeah right so just I just like you know when it com- it comes to like cuz he he started from scratch, right? No, no experience in this, and and this is a this is like shout out to him, props to him for the growth. And yeah, so when when we first started you, with Evie, um, and I'm not saying this again to be mean, it's just a reality. Like he could not sing to save his life. Um, he needed a lot, a lot of work. But he's one of those people that he took that and said, "Okay, watch me." Yeah. And literally over the course of like two years, the next time I heard him in the studio, it was like night and day. Mm-hmm. I was, it was, I was fucking shocked that he had come so yeah. far along. So like, shout out to him. And that's just, that's just hard work. No excuses. He didn't make any excuses about, oh, well, I don't know how to sing. I, I didn't go to music school. Bullshit. Like he figured yeah. it out and he, he made it happen. Yeah. So, you know, and I he always was, give him credit for that. Yeah. And, and let, let, let's, let me mention something real quick about this because this ties into the, the whole, the whole purpose and the whole point of LOD, right? Is to inspire mm-hmm. you to live out your dreams. And the one thing that I, I admire uh, from Ebby from Ebby is that like I, I got to witness and I got to I think I even got to record uh, one time record yeah. him one time you you gave me you gave me the opportunity to step in a, in a session yeah and what I loved about him was his desire for feedback his mm-hmm. desire for that constructive criticism yeah. and he was like what do you think what can I do like. You know, and this was, mind you, this is my first time ever working with this guy. Mm-hmm. Like, I hadn't, I think that was my first time even meeting him, pers- like, in person. Yeah. Yeah, he was so receptive, and I think, I think that's something that, like, everybody needs to have, man. You yeah. have to be able to take feedback, to take constructive criticism. Now, you got to be careful, like, because there's some people that are just going to, that are, their, their criticism is destructive and not constructive so yeah. you just got to be able to filter that but yeah uh shout out to evie now i want to play one more from another artist uh, and this is from andrew jacobs shout out to andrew <laughs> this, um, this one might scare a lot of people <laughs> this one yo tom for all my christian uh audience y'all might want to y'all might want to skip uh, forward like five yeah, minutes you might want to fast forward but I'm gonna try to play the more cleaner side of this yeah. track, but it's we're not gonna play the intro because it's it's still yeah. pretty. Uh, but but we'll play part of it. So yeah. you, you go ahead, Larry. But I will say this beat is hard. Oh, you Let me know, just say that. Yeah, No, Sam. Here we go. What up? What up? What up? What up? He's up in my bed, ass down, pretty as fuck. Wanna see face instead? I'm just being honest. Being honest. 
Saw you with your girl and you were the bombest Anywhere you go, you are discussion of topic I said I need it, I want it, I got it I'ma hit the spot I'ma make it high Pull up in a drop top there it is. <laughs> so that's just a quick snippet. If you guys yeah. want to hear more, check out, uh, go on Spotify, type in, um, what's the name of this song again? It's called, it's called Busted. Busted by uh, Busted. Andrew Jacobs. By so Andrew. Look it up. Shout out to Andrew. Yo, this song Shout is, this song is hard. It's very, for, for, like I said, for my Christian audience, I'm sorry. It's not for you. Yo, and it's funny, bro, because I literally <laughs> thought, I literally thought I was, I was going to skip the, the more said, and you didn't. That part. And it was like yeah. the first thing. <laughs> my bad, John. My bad. Don't, don't. Hey, they were warned. They were warned. They, yeah, you were, Thanks. you were warned. So just anyways, go, just go repent. Next, it's fine. You'll be fine. Yo, and shout out to Andrew, man. I want to get Andrew on, on the pod as well. Yeah, that would be dope too. Andrew's such a dope guy, man. Yeah. Um. All right. So, I I wanna I wanna I wanna spend a little more time on, on not not too much time just so y'all know, but spend a little more time on on the Ganza and Usika collaborations. Yeah. Now let me tell you some. This man, and and we could we could talk we could talk talk that mess about me, bro. We I I deserve to get the heat for this because. Thank you. <laughs> this man has made instrumentals on top of instrumentals for me and so for some of y'all y'all might not know this but your boy your boy larry alexander also goes by ganza Ganza. and ganza has released uh some music you know what i'm saying because Um, his last name is gonzalez i know that not that um but yeah so check this out so uh Usika from 2014 up to now he's been he's been throwing beats at me. S- some of the first ones were little throwaways, you know what I'm I saying? I throw beats at Larry and he just go even the good ones he goes like this. Smells <laughs> <laughs> dodging. dodging them. <laughs> nah. Matrix. Yeah, to be honest, I just haven't been I just haven't been consistent, man. And 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 look, let me just say something. You gotta be consistent, man. Like you can make things happen if you're consistent. And so the times that I that the little pockets of times that I was like, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna get in it. Yeah. We created some dope stuff. Yeah. Um, and there's still some tracks that were like, I I was I didn't I wasn't gonna say this till like later, but but like we're releasing a couple of tracks uh, this year that are pretty much done, um, and they're Usuka tracks too. They coming. It's coming. Before you before you go into Larry, I have a question for, for yeah. yeah. Um, because I because, <laughs> <sounds like juice. laughs> sorry because like music, like you said, like it's it's different. Every genre is different. Mm-hmm. So, um, because Larry has has produced or has uh, made lyrics to different types of songs. So I want to ask you, like when Larry presents you a vision for a song, um, how do you go about like completing that vision? Because it's different when you, when you say like, okay, let's make, for example, let's make an EDM song. You understand the elements to that very well. Um, But if you, let's say, let's make a hip hop song or let's make a reggaeton song, or in this case, let's make a rap song where it's not necessarily might not be a rap beat, but I can rap to it. Like, Mm. How do you 
Like, is it a process where you sit down and create or do you bring Larry along for the creation of, of that? So I've gotten into the habit of asking uh, the, the lyricist or the songwriter, singer, rapper, whatever, um, to give me a reference of what they hear. Because what if they if they explain to me in words like, oh, I want something that is like it's like hard. It's going to like pump you up in the gym their perspective of what that is might be different than mine. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to go into it and open up my studio and start working on something and be proud of it. And then present it to them and be like, yeah, that's not what I was thinking. Yeah. And then it's like, I spent that time, you know? So for me, the most efficient way of getting things done is asking the artist, look, find a song that sounds as close or at least has the same kind of theme or vibe to what you want to make and send it to me. And I'll try to, you know, pull apart all the instruments and take the core of what that song is and make a different version of it that suits what you want to yeah. do, yeah. you know? So that's that's yeah. how I've started to work with people. I used to be the type that, like, they would just tell me, oh, can you make me, like, a hip-hop track? And I would make one, and then they wouldn't like it, and then we'd have to go back and forth. And it was time-consuming, it was, you know, and we weren't getting anywhere, so... I just started to realize, hey, it's better if you guys just tell me, give me a reference track, yeah, and then I can work off of that. So, wait, I always want to know, like, I don't know if it's the question you're gonna ask. Does the beat come first, or do the lyrics? Mm. Uh, You know what? You know what's funny about that question? It's it's like the chicken. It's like like the chicken and the egg. (laughs) It's like sometimes sometimes it's the chicken that comes first, and sometimes it's the egg. Um. So yeah. it's never like, there's never like one time. Yeah. There, there is no like, it's always the, the lyrics that come yeah. first. Sometimes that, I'll oh. present something to Larry and he'll be, he'll be oh, like, yo, I can wrap yeah. something over this. Yep. You know? So, so do you like create that. beats with specific people in mind or do you just make them? No, sometimes I just, I'll hear something cool. Like this one time I made a track off of, uh, I, I recorded, I recorded, I found this, uh, sound of you guys know the um, the big trucks when it's when it's trash day and you have to take out the trash bins that big truck that comes to pick up the the trash bins with the cloth thing so i'm sure you guys have heard that when it hits the brakes the brakes squeak a lot so i actually ended up taking like a sample of that and turning it into a full song no. so sometimes it's just something so like it's so yeah. dumb that you wouldn't think about yeah it's like kanye um, think, yeah like one time i sampled the fart <laughs> and I turned it into something <laughs> that so, like, would be something you'd, you'd sample. <laughs> if you know Usika, you're not surprised. <laughs> yeah, <duh. laughs> so it could be a lot of different things. But there are some times where I'm intentionally like, if I yeah. know that Larry is working on an R&B project, I'll intentionally, you know, try to make yeah. something that is geared towards that. And, okay. and okay. yeah, I, the the thing that I mentioned about Kanye, there's a song I can't remember what song it is. But there's a song where you know you know when the when you have the key in the ignition and the door uh-huh. and the doors open, that little yeah. sound that ding ding ding. Mm-hmm. He, he made a dope track out of that. Tiger's I can't license. remember the name, but so, did I, I forgot? Oh, yeah, I can't remember. Probably did. But <clears throat> anyways, I, I was gonna say too, cre- creativity is 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 not a one way. You know, there's not one way to do it. There's certain things, certain foundate fundamentals that you go off of sometimes. But yeah. to to the to the answer to the question of you know what comes first, you know it depends. Like, and and I think this is why I, 
uh, I wanted to leave the songs that we've worked on last because mm-hmm. the three songs that I've that I have released and and mind you I have like I have like five to seven other maybe even more unreleased uh, uh, songs with Usuka that are like you know just sitting there sorry was, mm-hmm. they'll come out eventually um, <laughs> that's <laughs> punched them. That's what I said. Hurry up. <laughs> and so uh I kinda wanna leave blessed to, to the end. Yeah, yeah, leave it to the end. Yeah. Here's what you should right. do. Play Bruce Wayne first. Bruce Wayne. Then uh Grand yeah. Life. So let me tell you, let me tell you. All right, let me just play it first. I'll just play just it. play it and then I'll we'll talk about it. that. So this is Bruce Wayne. Yeah, Featuring yeah. young Terry, aka a- YT Samuel. Late night in LA, city awake. Man, bump that bro. Come paid, on. So I may be down for a night out with you. Wanna know what you trying to do? Maybe hop into the whip, hit the shop. Hey. Drive under the moon and the stars. I'm down for a night out with you. Wanna know what you trying to do? It's your boy, by the See, way. I've been working all week. Play studio sessions, yeah, that's on me. That's on me. I ain't making music as a hobby. I make sure my moves are never sloppy. You copy, you got me. Daydreaming in the clouds. Are you staying in or going now? We could hit the coast, how that sound? Windows down and music loud. You and I together, it's so weighted. I intimate and she say I'm so convincing. I'm admitting it is true. Make the most out of the time that we're spending. Cause as soon as we done kicking it, believe me, I am heading to the store. All night long. Bruce Wayne, y'all. <laughs> Bruce Wayne, go listen to that. Bruce Wayne by Gonza. Um, yo, so okay, yeah. so this is the last track that I've released. This is the most latest track, okay, in 2019. Um, so let's talk about this. So this track is actually a track that Usuka had already made. Yeah. It's one of those tracks where like Usika was made. I think you were making it, and I was, and, I was, I was in the studio with you guys. Yeah, yeah, you were, you were making it, but he wasn't necessarily making it for me. He was just making it. Yeah, and that's what that's what happens a lot of times, especially uh, living with this man. You know, there's there's been many times where I'm hearing him make something, and, and he claims <laughs> every it. time. <laughs> Give it to me. Give it to me. He's like, Yo, who, who are you making that for? You making that for anybody? Let and then get, I'll be like, Let me get no, on that. He goes. He said, I got that. He said, let me get it. Yeah, he does. <laughs> hey, hey, let me get on that. <laughs> I can do something with that. <laughs> does. He says that all the time, bro. Yo. So Bruce Wayne was This dope. was one of those times. Yeah, this was definitely one of those times. But yeah. during that time, I was intentionally like working consistently in music. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> this one. uh this one was was fun to do. It was different from the other ones. I was trying something different. Uh, this is probably the least proud of that I am of a track, even though that even though I like it, it's not one that I like put too much effort into. Yeah. Um, it was cool though. It was it was cool. cool. You know. It was so cool. so this is one of those tracks where Usika sent it, sent a beat or gave a beat that was already like he j- he had just you know. Yeah, I don't need it here. Yeah. Uh <laughs> no. And then and then we got the Grand Life. Okay? So the Grand Life, this one's interesting because this one was also released in 2019, but 
the original instrumental was made by shout out to my boy logan we're gonna have him on as well eventually but uh logan made this this instrumental and it had this dope like keys sample right that i loved and i had i had i had recorded the hook to it already uh and this was back in 2016 that i i recorded this hook to it but then i never did anything with it so it was just sitting in my hard drive and then when, in 2019, where I was like, "Yo, I'm, I'm gonna be back on. I'm, I'm getting back on the music. I'm, I'm about to release this." I, I pulled it up and I was like, "Yo, this hook is actually pretty hard." And I was like, "Let me try to do something with it." Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to do something with it, but I wasn't too. I was not convinced uh, with the drums. With the drums, uh, I didn't. I felt like it wasn't. It just wasn't there. It needed something else. So I, I showed a Usika. So then Usika enters the chat room. <laughs> Usika <laughs> enters the chat room. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, yo, Us, uh, I like this track, man. Uh, but I'm not feeling the drums. Can we do something? And, you know, this man says, of course, right? Of course he could mm-hmm. do something with this. So we take the drums off. And then same thing, what he just said, he was asking me, well, what, what, are, you, what are you hearing? Right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, this particular song, during this particular time, I was... One of my favorite songs that was out during that time was Cinderella by Mac Miller uh, featuring Ty Dolla Sign. Mm-hmm. Um, and the drums on that, the drums, the way the drums are arranged throughout the song, um, I just thought would fit that idea, that concept would fit really well on the grand life. So we were like, yo, let's do it. Let's try it. And and um, he did it. So there's a couple of moments where like the drum the drum beat like drops it like you know the drums drop out and then they come back in and they come back in harder and stuff like that so uh that's the grand life let me try to play uh the grand life but do like like a little sample and i was like yo this low-key good and you were explaining the lyrics and i was like Mm. that don't make no sense and then like five (laughs) minutes later i was like wait i love it (laughs) i I will say now that you mentioned that, and I appreciate that, by the way, I will say the Grand Life is uh, the song I'm most proud of. Uh, it's the song that I put the most effort in in the writing, uh, on the even on on taking my time with Usika, with with the concept of the drums and the beat, making the beat different. Um, so this was a fun one. Uh, and Usika, and this is the dope thing. This is why I'm mentioning this because it wasn't just the drums. You added a bassline too that was freaking crazy. Yeah. Um, wow. And that's the thing with Usika, man. Like, what he added to it, like, brought brought that beat alive. Like, it gave it, it gave it, it gave it soul. Like, pretty much is what I'm trying to say. So, um, <clears throat> yeah. So let me <laughs> let me jump into this. And let me play this track for y'all. I'm going I'm to play it somewhere random. So whatever comes out, comes out. It's okay. I know this song. You and I, we so official. Don't care if they have an issue. Because I know I'll be all right if in this life I'm rolling with you. You a dime at a 99. Girl, you fine. Body nice, but that soul in mind can't deny you on your grind, don't need a guy to make you shine, yeah, you by my side. We live in our dreams until we die. L.O.D., living our dreams until we die, you heard? Believe that it's real, believe that it's real, no. I love how this feels, can't believe that it's real. What did I do to deserve this? 
So look, the drums come in pretty chill here, right? What did I do to deserve No bass. And when you least expect it. What did I do to deserve this? What did I do to deserve this? I'ma let it right through to the verse. What did I do to deserve I want y'all to appreciate. I want y'all to appreciate Usika's genius. Drum beat drops, you know, building a little ante- anticipation so I could come in hot. And the beat comes back. Now it's all that we've been through, and now we're about to get to. The sweat and tears don't disappear when's life ever gone smooth. But we see you know we're swift living. Yeah. Secure the bag, we get it. We're now we hold it down, Tarantino when we kill it. And if this dream I'm in, I'm praying and hoping that this never ends. I'm praying and hoping this dream is from life to the fullest of life. No, I cannot pretend, I cannot pretend. I'll say it again. That Tarantino line is my favorite. Tarantino when we kill it? Yeah. Yo, Usika, that beat, like, you you did that and I didn't I didn't mention this. You literally did this that drum beat, you put that drum beat together, that arrangement in like less than an hour. Like probably like thirty yeah. less than thirty minutes maybe. No way. Yeah. Uh I, I think that when we did it, wow. um, you had shown me the reference track, which was um Cinderella. Yeah. So it was just a little bit of me just analyzing, okay, what am I hearing? What am I listening to? And then trying to go into my my uh my sample library and pick out what matches what you wanted to do and and you know the good thing is it wasn't too complicated the if if you take away the vocals it's literally just keys drums and a bass and that's it it's very simple but that's what makes it great because that's it it gives um cassandra shout out to cassandra by the way um it gave space for Cassandra and for Larry to write. So that way there's like nothing yeah. crazy going on in the background that yeah. would distract them. Yeah. So it's very simple. It's, it's not something crazy, but it's just, it, it's enough to where the, the beat complements the lyrics. Yeah. And that's, it's, this but, is one of those perfect examples. Yeah. By the way, he mastered, he mastered these two tracks as well. So uh, oh yeah, that's right. I forgot about Usuka that. mixes and masters. I I mixed these tracks, but Usuka definitely mastered and made sure wow. that they were up to par. Yeah. All right, now blessed. We okay. got to talk about blessed because this blessed, one honestly ahead, is my go ahead. favorite. Go ahead. This, talk, this, talk, talk about it. Talk about it. This one is my favorite. Um, this song is my favorite because my definition of what a successful track is is not by the amount of times it gets sold. Mm-hmm. But it's by the amount of people that it impacts. Ooh, and Larry, and Larry, the type of stuff that you told me that people were telling you about this song, that shit made that shit made it like yeah personal. I know like they weren't my lyrics. I wasn't the one performing it, but the fact that you know complete strangers were coming up to you and telling you, hey, you know this song got me through through a hard time. This song instantly makes me feel better, yeah. and it just makes me feel good. The fact that I had even a small role in helping them do that is what meant way more to me than like how, however many times people bought it, you know? Yeah. And so that's why personally for me, 
this song is like my the favorite one, my favorite that I've done with with Larry. Yeah. yeah this is my feel good song. Like mm, yeah. when when he first performed, I was like, fuck you, like because nobody nobody was doing it. <laughs> It was like it was live and it wasn't like even with like I don't want to say like the wrong instruments, but it just yeah. didn't sound good. It, was, it wasn't the so best then, like, band. I went home and I listened to it and I was like, yo, like I really like this. And now I'm like doing my hair like in class or something. And this song just comes on. I'm like, hey, like I like you this song. You don't skip this song when it comes on. You do not. Oh no, no, definitely not. <laughs> I do that, that type of song. You don't know, and then yeah. let me also mention something about um about music right because when we when we listen to music when we consume it we consume the best version of that song right yeah, yeah. so people don't know like they're not there to see however many times the the singer couldn't hit that note or Man. had to do the re- redo the verse we get the best finalized polished version of what that song really is and sometimes sometimes if the artist is not is like not as talented as we think they are when they perform that song live and it doesn't sound the same. It almost ruins a song for us because then you're like, damn, I thought you were the same person Mm. in in the recording that you were, that you're live on stage, you know? And so it's just, it's just interesting that little dynamic of we hear the song and we expect it to be the exact same way live. And sometimes it is. And it's great. There are some artists that, sound exactly the same live as they do on a recording. But then there are some artists that you see them live and you're like, mm, I'm just going to listen to the track instead. Yep. <laughs> so Damn. it's funny. But I'm glad yeah, I yeah. heard it live first. Because if I would have heard the, the track and then live, I would have been like. Take me back. <laughs> yeah. Like, what, is this? what is this? Yeah. Like yeah, when the people got blessed at home blessed at home and it's like oh my god it's not good life yo and 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 uh to to what usuka just said like you know you don't see the the work that goes into it i'm looking at the google drive right now and there's like eight different versions of this there's eight different drafts Mm. you know and i spent in this particular like song and when you hear it, you're probably gonna be like really you took that long for that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, because uh, or maybe you're not, but for it's me, it, it is a good song. It is a good song, but I'm gonna say for me because it was, it was the first one that I seriously like went in on. You know, yeah. so this song, I it holds a special place in my heart, and it always will, because it was. It's not only because it was the first song that I released, but it was. Be- but because of what Usika mentioned, so let me give you a backstory real quick as as we play it. Um, this song I wrote while I was in Indiana, and and so w- while I was over there, I had the privilege of having the opportunity to perform uh, not only in Indiana but in different like cities, um, you know, in uh, from Ohio to to DC to Michigan to you know, wow, just different places. And I got to perform this song. Um, and the dope thing about this song is that after the first time you, you, you heard the hook, you, you knew the, the, you knew it already. And I think, and I'm gonna tell you what, what I think the powerful side of this is. And I don't know if many people know this, um, but the, the inspiration from this song was actually my sister. So, 
at the time and if you go into if you go and look at the the actual the album cover thing or the song cover the graphic uh it's uh blessed four times like written four times but within the letters it's my sister's face in it so um so and the reason she was the inspiration is because she um when she was young when she was like 14 she attempted suicide my sister attempted suicide and and so i you know i got to see her come out of that and come out stronger and see you know just you know what i believe was god just helping her through that and and coming out of that and saving her and all that and so i had this idea this concept which i still i like it's in my bucket list to to make this album happen uh but it's an album inspired by by her her life her her uh her from her going attempting suicide and going through those dark times and then blessed was supposed to be the the out the last song on the album kind of kind of culminating that the like in coming to a celebration of like yo we're blessed you know like you know what yeah. I went through, I went through what I went through, but I, I, you know, God saw me through it. So I think that that spirit of that song, that like that, that message within that song connected with so many kids. Cause this was, this was primarily middle school, high school and young adult, you know, uh, people, audience that were listening to this, but mainly high school kids and a lot of high school kids, especially in in uh, not especially, but in the Midwest, I I know there was like a lot of there was a high rate of like suicides within kids and all that, and um and I mean there is throughout the nation, man, unfortunately. So a lot of, without me explicitly mentioning suicide in in the song, a lot of the kids that would come out up after uh after the 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 set those sessions a lot of the kids that would come up to me after and just you know say thank you for playing the song or or just give me props or and stuff a lot of them were mentioning that the depression they were mentioning suicide they were mentioning these things right and so uh now why 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 am i saying this and we're when we're talking about usika and stuff because i this is what i explained to usika this is the concept that i shared with usika and this is what Usika came up came up with, and and I think that uh, the reason why I'm not a big fan of this song anymore is because I just see it, I just find it cheesy now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But uh, and and I find I find my writing on it cheesy, not not uh, the beat. The beat is hard, yeah. um, and the mix more. I think it's more so the mix. I yeah. I did not do a great job with the mix because this is when I first was first starting. But anyways. This song, uh, I got to perform it live in a lot of places. And then I remember the first time I showed Usika the video of, uh, a, it was like a room of like, I think about a thousand to two thousand, somewhere yeah. on that line of, of kids. And they were literally just chanting. The, oh, they were jumping. The hook. They were jumping. Yeah. Like all this stuff. And and let me tell you something. I, like, I don't know like how many like people get to experience this bro but i never thought like this is already a win like let's say i don't make music anymore the fact that i experienced this is a win for me and it's hearing people hear the lyrics that you created 
and hearing them sing those lyrics out is like there's n- there's no feeling like it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um and so I I I am forever grateful with Usika for giving me the you know the instrumental that that inspired that and and um you know and everybody would say the beat you know the song just the song overall is, is hard so let me play let me play this song make sure that this gonna hit let me make sure it's gonna hit <laughs> it's gonna slap All right yo oh and let me just tell you the reference because again we go back to the references right so yeah. one of the references for this was an, again another mac miller song which is crazy another mac miller song and this was dang uh, oh yeah yeah I remember. you remember it? dang uh featuring uh mac miller featuring anderson pack um so i just wanted something funky that's pretty much what it was so here we go let's get it That song always makes me smile. This is dope, <laughs> especially considering what you said about you know the kind the way it, it reached people. Yeah, uh, that to me is always it's the reason why I I do what I do. It's dope, you know. And even though I don't do it in the sense where people can come up to me and be like, "Yo, the lyrics that you wrote to this song are amazing," because I don't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are people who I like. The times that I've been able to perform, that I see like. I'm playing my own music and people are, I literally lock eyes with people and I see that they're having a good time. That's it's like the equivalent of what you said, Larry, that people are reciting yeah. the lyrics to your song. So yeah, this is dope. it's like, it's so cool. So le- this is the last question I want to ask you with all this, with everything we've gone through. And this is probably a, a pretty big, big question. Um, there's a long question or not a long question, but the, it's a big question. Mm hmm. You, you've, you've made all, you've been working on this for years, like over 10 years, 12, 13 years, no longer, right? So just a long time. You've been, you've been at it a long time. And so you, you've seen, you've seen certain milestones, right? Uh, 
performing at EDC, um, even if it was at a small stage, that, that was a milestone. That was a, that was a, a big moment. Uh, Zed playing your track on social media. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but even Porter Robinson, right? Played yeah. your track somewhere. Yeah, a couple times. So you've seen the you've seen the level of success, right? Uh, but you're yet to see that like big moment where it's like, yo, you like, and and I guess the big is like where you're finally making like this music is sustaining you financially type of thing. Yeah. Right. And so I'm bringing this up because to be honest with you and, and like, I think, I think I am not the type I, I am, but I haven't been able to be like this with music where I've, I've been able to stay on it consistently and work hard and, and just stay and put in everything, you know? And maybe it's yeah. just because it's not my biggest passion, even though I'm super passionate about it. I'm just not, it's not my biggest passion. Yeah. But for you, you stayed on it, bro. Like I've like, let me tell you, I lived with this man. Like we, we rented a place together for a year. We lived together for a year. And even before that, I spent hours and I've spent hours and hours, days and days uh, with this man and let me tell you, this man spends his time on this. Like he spends hours, days after days after days on this, working on it as if it was his, as if he was making money off of it, y'all. Mm -hmm. um, and so my question to you is like, how, <laughs> how and why? And, 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 and I'm not asking this because I, I'm, I'm thinking, yo, you, you got, you got to give up. Like, you know, it's, it's time, bro. Like on the contrary, I think on the contrary, I think you're on the verge. I think you're on the verge of, of breaking through because, because you're like, it's, I, I strongly believe it's inevitable. It's inevitable. Like, you put in that work, you put in that time, you're you're just a step away. Like yeah. like Nipsey says that opportunity meet, meets preparation, like in, in in the song Dedication, right? He yeah. said that. And I believe that, man. And and I think you've been putting in that work where I feel like we're we're just uh like one step away from seeing Usika um, you know, making that hit, making that big hit that, you know, I I I believe Oos is going to be a Grammy nominated producer. Just that's how hard and I'm and I'm not I'm not like just hyping this man up. Like I'm not gassing him up. Like I really believe this. Like this man's quality is top notch. A1. Like I I think he makes and this is the last thing I'm going to say. I'm ranting now. But I think Usika legit makes some better quality music than a lot of the produ producers that are already out there, man. Like, real talk. And so I think he's on the verge of it. So, Oos, how and why? <laughs> the how is... The how and why can be explained in just in one sentence, pretty much. It's the only thing I'm good at. Like, the, I can't really see myself doing anything else because I don't think I'm good at anything else. I think this is, I'm okay at certain things. Like, but this is the, probably the only thing that I, I guarantee you, if you put me in a room full of other producers, I can hold my own and like legitimate top tier producers. 
So for me, it's just, it's just, I can't envision myself doing anything else. And I've just invested so much time and energy into all of this where I would be letting down my family, my friends, the people who support me. I feel like I would be letting them down if I called it quits. So that's why I can't see myself trying to do anything else because it wouldn't make sense to try to do something else. Like there have been moments in my life where I tried to like pick up these other, not weird hobbies, but just other things that had nothing to do with music. And I was like, Oh, maybe I can do photography or graphic design. And it's like, yeah, it's cool, but it's not just not who I am. So to me personally, that's the only, that's the only thing that I can see myself doing is this it's the only thing I feel confident that I can hold my own to. Like I can hold my own weight. I can carry my own weight with this kind of stuff. And everything else is just, it's just secondary, but I do agree. I mean, hopefully, you know, God willing that that opportunity is there. COVID really helped me in one, in one aspect where previously I did want to do the whole like touring stuff and, and all that and all that good stuff. But the older I get, the more I realize how precious my time being at home is. And by that, I mean, mm. the time I get to spend with, with my girlfriend, the time, you know, maybe in the future I'd get to spend with my kids, Come on. the time that I get to spend with my family, you know, who our parents are getting older and older, they're not getting any younger. So, you know, I've realized that, um, one of the things that, sorry, that made me realize that was when I got the, um, the royalty check for the Jersey Shore stuff. And so that's where I was you like, didn't wait. didn't mention that. You're right. Yeah. So for just quick background, I got a royalty check from uh, my performing rights organization um, because one of my songs, a very old song, and I'm not going to say the name of it because gross. Nah. <laughs> but it was used in a couple of episodes of the Jersey Shore, and I didn't know about this until I got an email I'm from. Out. Please don't, Heidi. <laughs> Damn it, Heidi, I can't stop you. It's all right, you can do it, but just don't play it live. And so, I got an email saying, "Hey, your statement is ready." And I go, "My royalty statement? I don't have. I don't. As far as I know, I haven't made anything from where. From where? Where, Sway? And so." <laughs> for real and so <laughs> i went into my email and i looked up i looked up the uh, i logged in and sure enough there was a little check waiting for me there and so that's where like that combined with the you know what we just saw we experienced a year a pandemic right yeah. everything is closed no concerts like i don't want my income to be tied to me uh i don't want my income solely tied to me going out to do shows you know, I want some of that to come from me being able to work from my home in the comfort of my home and still be able to make income, yeah. which leads me to my new pursuit, which is getting um, sync uh, like uh, TV placements. So basically what that is, is you create music, right? You put it out or you submit it to a music supervisor that works on a film or a TV show or, or whatever. And if they if they put it in the TV show, you get money for that. So, you know, you get money for however many times it plays on TV. If it's on a commercial, you get paid for however many times that commercial airs on TV. If it's on a film, I think I don't know if it's this. I think it's the same thing. 
but there are also deals where I think you can get like um, money up front. Mm-hmm. So like they'll ask you, hey, how much do you charge for us putting this in an Audi commercial? And you could be like, uh, 50,000. Okay, boom, here's 50,000. You've made your income for the whole year off of one, one song. Wow. So that's kind of what that it's very lucrative. And the reason why it's lucrative is because it's very hard, yeah. you know, like not like it's very hard to get into that. But, you know, getting that royalty statement made me realize that I can do that. It's possible. It's been done with a track that I made years ago that I hate. <laughs> so why can't I do it now that my music is exponentially better than right. what was than what I had before? So that's my journey from here on moving out. Like I'll still make music. If there's a chance for me to play, like do a show, I'll gladly do a show. But my focus now is being able to create that income from, you know, from home mm-hmm. per se. So I don't do that. Anymore. I used to, I used to, I used to go and DJ like house parties and stuff like that. But the reason why I stopped was because yeah, it pays money, but then you just get known as that. You just mm-hmm. get known as the DJ that just, you know, plays music for other people, which is essentially what I would do if I go to a club. Right. But the difference is that when people hire you to play at a quinceañera, it's they like don't hire the you. Music because, that's already made. They just hire yeah, you. Mix. They just want you to play the music that's already popular. The yeah. cumbias that everyone always dances, the merengue that everyone always dances. So you're just a jukebox in a sense. But when you get booked at a show, people go see you play there because they know the kind of music that you play and they're there to see you. Yeah. So that's why I didn't want to keep doing all those parties because then I didn't want to fall into that. Like people just know me as that. So that's why I don't do them anymore. The last one I did actually was for, was for Andrea. Oh yeah. I remember. Mm. Shout out Andrea. That was two years ago. Did you know that? Yeah. Like two years ago, like two days ago, two years ago. (laughs) Two days ago. (laughs) Yeah. No, seriously. Like it was two years ago, two days ago. That's crazy. Oh, it's- you mean like two years and two days ago? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't understand what you were saying at first. I was like, wait, <laughs> two years, two days ago? But now I get it. I, it's because Heidi, your 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 way of thinking is just so much more advanced. Yeah, I'm she's sorry. beyond. I just, just say stuff and I expect people to know what I'm talking about. I'm sorry. If I, I should... get married, the only the only pe- the only person I want to play music is Pusiga. And that is never gonna happen. So you don't ever have to worry about that. But if oh it does happen, gosh. if God pulls a miracle, then it's it's just it's meant to be. You know, I want everything, like, cause that's the miracle, like for real. Live. I'll oh, get married like City Hall or something, but chill. We may <laughs> live one chill. time. <laughs> She's gonna get married at Staples Center. <laughs> oh yeah! If I ever get married, it's gonna be at the Staples Center. Let's go. Or the Let's Microsoft go. Theater. Hey. Or something like that. <laughs> or uh, my backyard, <laughs> which is just dirt. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh my. <laughs> just go, Larry. Just continue. Just going on. Be going. Back in the R.A. house. I'd be on with sometimes. Yo, she just hey, went gonna, on. A- they, they're gonna have a service at R.L.A. and she's gonna have her wedding right next. Like, Yo, right next. Yeah. I feel like she was pastor, low key. Yo, and then Pastor's gonna be like, "Hey, you need to hurry up because we got a service covering. Speed it up." <laughs> Yo, yo, when Heidi, when Heidi gets married and starts saying her vows, 
<laughs> Pastor's gonna be like, "Yo, okay, we get it." She's gonna be breaking down her vows extra, extra, like <laughs> going like into I all the details. I will just be like, "I fam." So I like you. You like me. Let's get married. That's oh it. Let's get it done. That's it. <laughs> hey, hey. Say last, mamanos. All right, us. Well, look. <laughs> this this episode uh was a different one, was a fun one, but it was we had to we had to honor Oos man yeah. and 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 show mad respect. Yeah. And if there's look, let me tell you this. We we went into the music and I wanted y'all to enjoy like just hearing hearing his story. I wanted you to enjoy uh hearing some of his his, his music. You know, and if you're any artist out there and you need some some you need some some beats or anything, any music related stuff, hit your boy up. But I just wanted to say, man, if there's you you like take this man as an example of hardworking, uh of a man with perseverance, with consistency, and with a high level of uh, of of excellence that is expected. Um, in everything you know what i'm saying um and and but most of all just a, a heart for for helping others reach their dreams and reach their goals which is why which is why uh we we started LOD together because um i knew that 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 Usika shared that with me in in his desire to help others you know reach their dreams so and live their dreams so so, uh, Usika, man, thank you, bro, for for even doing that for me, man, for for helping me live my dreams, not only in the music side, um, but but just you know, and everything, bro, the podcasting, like you know, and just even even on my on my physical health side of things, like yo, this man is as real as they come, y'all. Like this is my brother, um, and uh, and I got I got to stop playing it. And get these get these songs released so we could get some more mm-hmm. Usika Ganza collabs. Because the last thing you want there is for me to send that to somebody else and then they put it out. Yeah, yeah. I, but I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. Nah, I feel like I feel like I feel like I feel like if I don't do something, it's gonna come to that point of like, yo, I'm I'm. I'm I've already done that. Over. I've already done that with a couple of them. Like, okay, you're not doing anything with this. I'm That's, taking it back. Hey, that is true. <laughs> so hey, I'm a man of my word, dog. Yeah. You, you don't do nothing, somebody else will. Yep. So and that's on mamas. Damn. That's on mamas. Y'all heard. All right, y'all. Well, thank you for tuning in. Uh we're gonna we're gonna do another another music sesh with Usika and one of the other artists he's worked with. I, I think that would be dope, getting Evie in here yeah. and, and just getting that like little back and forth of of what that working relationship was. So Yeah. Um we'll be doing that. All right, y'all. Well, thank you, thank you for tuning in. This was the LOD Podcast. Peace out, y'all.